you're listening on the podcast, when I mentioned what day this was recorded and whether we recorded on time, it means literally nothing to you. You don't care. You consume it on your own terms. That is the nature of a podcast. But it is also worth noting for those that catch us live on the live stream on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and of course, MySpace Live, that when we record dictates whether someone will have a good day and or a bad day. And as we record this special day, noon on a Thursday, there is literally no one on the stream right now because no one knows we're doing this. Welcome to the Pete the Planner Show, everyone. I'm Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner, joining me as frequently, uh, Kristen Alanius, the uh, hello, and Damian Dunn is the who cares. All right. So, hey, everybody. How's it going? Howdy. Who cares? Right. right I mean, who cares? I don't get my title. Who right? cares? So, why don't I give your title? Yeah. Let's, let's let's go. Let's reverse it. I'll, I'll go to hey everyone. It's Peter Dunn. I'm the chief executive officer at your money line. And this like, see, it's dumb. No one cares. No, you're right. But people know. I was on a call the other day. No, I don't want to do that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Hey, congrats on the call. Now, I, let me just say this. There are some organizations where title is a really, really big deal. And just because someone has a bigger title, everyone is like, ah, oh, oh, oh. and that, and that, that, I don't like, I don't care for that. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Are you guilty of that Kristen? I get nervous if someone has what's seemingly an important title. Yeah. You belong in any room in this world, Kristen. <laughs> That's the mantra of this, of this year, Pete. I belong here. What do you think? Maybe you get that <laughs> neck tattoo of I belong here. I was thinking about getting it above my eyebrows, actually. You know, what you do is you shave the eyebrow and then it mm -hmm. replaces. You just do a, a tasteful font. M micro and micro text. Font. So it looks like an eyebrow. But yes. if somebody is really close, they can see I belong here. Yeah. Which would be really funny for an eyebrow. eyebrow right. Because the, yeah. the, the ink wouldn't yeah. necessarily. Anyway, judging people's looks. How's uh, I was on vacation last week and I want to give you guys some notes. You want to hear them? Absolutely. Yes. I have several thoughts coming back from vacation. And I would like to share them with you. Number one, I went to Seabrook Island, which is near Kiowa, just south of Charleston. Let me tell you, great place. It was the hottest place on earth. It was unbelievably hot. You, you could wa you walk outside for a second and you're drenched in sweat. It, it, it was terrible. I, I don't know if you looked at the calendar, but planning a trip to South Carolina at the end of July might not have been your best decision. Look, I'm, I'm not a planner. Another note that I, I want to bring up to you all. I was watching the hunt for red October this week, just for fun on television. And it reminded me that it is the dumbest choice in the history of cinema that at the, Sean Connery is the Russian sub commander. And so he starts the movie speaking in Russian and then there's subtitles, but he speaking in Russian in a British accent. 10 minutes later in the movie, every Russian in the Russian sub is speaking English with Russian accents, except for him who's speaking with his British accent. And it's there's no subtitles because they're speaking English inside of a Russian sub. Now, do I like reading subtitles for an entire movie? Not generally, 
Yes. But isn't that a tough choice that a Russian sub are all talking English and their their Russian sub commander has a British accent? Is that not dumb? It's right. a, a movie. I, I mean, I, I I don't know how much realism you're going for in in uh, something like that, but I have no problems with every character making it easy for me to consume that product as possible. I don't know. I think you guys, do you guys what? not watch TV with the subtitles on or am I weird? Why would I watch I subtitles? Do. What? Okay. I'm like, I use, I turn the subtitles on all the time. I have to read or it why? doesn't, it's not up here. Um, here's, here's why I did it. Um, I wake up in my house before everybody else. Oh, and yeah. so I don't want to turn the TV on too loud. And so I will just read my way through movies. I yeah. like turn the subtitles on all the time. I also like to see profanity spelled out. Like if you're watching a certain movie and it's like, Oh, it's just jarring. And then when you pause it, when your kids come in the room, then it's up there and like, ah, you've got a great track record of pausing movies at great moments. I will note this, that I was in the car with my daughter picking her up from gymnastics the other day. And, uh, she grabbed the aux, if you will. And she wanted to play her music. And then she's skipping over parts where there's profanity in the songs. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, Ollie, um, who, who are we protecting here? Like, are you, you don't want me to hear these bad words because I will be encouraged, uh, in some sort of way. And then, then I thought back, I used to do the same thing to my dad. Uh, we listened to naughty by nature mm. in the car. Um, and I would skip ahead when I knew profanity was coming. Absolutely. can't believe you listened to OPP with your dad in the car. Yeah. He, you know, I can remember a conversation of just be like, dad, you know what OPP means? And you're like, no, <laughs> what does it mean? And then we were, I thought we were clever. Like it's other people's property, dad. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Kristen OPP, uh, that song resonate with you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So can, Wait, let's stop talking about it then because then I feel like she's going to Google it and then she's going to read the lyrics and then HR is involved. I yeah, I can't share it with her because HR is going to get involved. Do not send it. No. Don't look it up, Kristen. Kristen, we're doing the show today because tomorrow you would be gone. Correct. You are going to the debauchery capital of the world, <laughs> Muncie, Indiana. No, you're going to Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I am. Las Vegas. Uh, why? I love Vegas. I um I know that that doesn't fit like with our personalities because like gambling and I know we talk about those things, but um I really like Vegas. I think that there's something for everybody in Vegas um at different price points at different like types of entertainment. Um, I like it a lot. It's a cheap vacation. Do you gamble? Or it can be. Sure. Do you gamble? Mm, a skosh. And what is your Vice, um, probably roulette because yeah. you get to win like half the time, and I'm there for the entertainment. I'm not there because I think I'm gonna like hit it big or anything. And you can make twenty bucks go a long way. Um, so you'll do like red like, and black, and then you'll yeah. do odd and even, and then the exactly. And, you know what? That's what I do too. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I drag it out as long as I possibly can to keep there those drinks is. coming. Yep, I like actually computer roulette if I'm not feeling like I want to be around people because you can just mm -hmm. sit and play it there, you mm -hmm. know, mm. uh, where are you staying in Vegas? 
Um, two different places. So when we get to Vegas at 3 a.m. today. Oh, so today. yeah, to, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Rather. Okay. Yeah. Like, what? 3 How does that work? <laughs> I'm in Vegas coming to you live. Um, we're staying at the link, which I've never stayed at before. And then um after that, we're staying at the Alara, which I think is a Hilton brand. Pretty sure there's a no free ads. Sorry. Yeah, come on. Um, last time we were on the show together, we talked about reviews of the show oh. and how you should never read them. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to do now is I wanted to go on and see if anyone left us any reviews after we asked we them mentioned to. Yeah. reviews. So let's <laughs> see. Um, hmm. I read the reviews. Everybody here, stand by. Oh, here we go. You know, it doesn't look like anyone. No, we're good. We're in the clear. No one talked bad about Kristen or anything. We were really no, open sweet. To me. No reviews are good reviews. Honestly. Agreed. All right, let's start the show, though, because uh, I know that we've got to get Kristen on. Oh, Rick Swink makes it. And hello, Danza. I know you've been there, too. Uh, yes, it is not Friday. Podcast listeners have turned this off and are listening to Joe Rogan or something right now. Um, okay. There's another story from my vacation I was going to tell you guys, and I can't remember what it was. Eh, that makes for interesting radio. Mm. Okay. Let's start the show in three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com, and we will answer it on the air. When I say we, I mean yes in French. And I also mean Kristen Alanius and Damian Dunn join me as always hitting various financial topics. So whether you're listening to us on a radio um, via whatever your local radio affiliate is in which we perform on or the podcast or the live stream welcome which is sort of like a german accented way of saying welcome in english Kristen, um earlier we uh, had this thing that you mentioned that people are doing on the tiktoks that revolves around people in a profession mentioning things as a professional in that profession that they would never do and so since I'm an older man trying to remain relevant with both my family and friends and those that I do not know, I want to uh, do this exercise. So can you please walk us through this? I don't know if you want to go round robin. We will exchange. I don't, it's your call, your segment. Let's rock. Sure. So as you mentioned, uh, it's just five things we wouldn't do. So I kept it kind of general because I know we've um, worked as like advisors and like now like Dame and I would be more like financial counselors. So just like in personal finance, what are five things that I wouldn't do? And I have my five and you're welcome to rip them apart if you'd like. I feel like that might be a fun segment. Okay, so... let's start there. We'll rip your part and then <laughs> Damon and I will try to give ours. Okay, so Kristen, okay, start with number one. Um, so number one, I would never take longer than 36 months to pay off a used car. Mm. Okay. In, in, in why? Just because of the depreciating nature of the asset? 
Yeah. And I think that the longer you draw out that liability, the higher your likelihood of taking negative equity into a subsequent vehicle purchase. And I've seen that in different communities that I've worked in, like pulling that negative equity over. And it's a really hard thing to get out from under. So I'm not saying I wouldn't finance a vehicle for longer than 36 months. I just wouldn't take longer than that to pay it off. I don't know if this is the direction that you were hoping that I would go, but uh, what, what you are saying, and I think it's an interesting side point, is a lot of people in the military end up with negative equity from, from a car choice perspective. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And there's yeah. a financial institution that I'm not a fan of that loves to roll negative equity over. Um, so I've seen a lot of it, unfortunately. So I don't disagree with this advice. I think it's interesting that it's the... Are these listed in order of these five things you would like, is this the top of your list or is this just a thing? No, just like just five. Yeah. Dame, uh, I assume you're probably where I'm at on this fine piece of advice. Uh, and as a financial professional, Kristen is holding this to her own, own standards, but for some general public, it is tough to, uh, to execute on that. Right. Yeah. I, I in theory, I love the idea of only, yeah, having 36 months of car payments, I think for a fair percentage of the population, though, that's just not the case. I think they need to stretch that out maybe into a 60-month loan. I'm never probably ever going to advocate for some of the ridiculous ones that we see now that are you know in the 80-month range and, and maybe even more. But uh, sometimes I think there just needs to be a little bit more flexibility in month-to-month budgets. And if you need reliable transportation may take you 60 months to pay that off. So would I prefer 36? Absolutely. But I'm not going to beat anybody up or, or even look at them crossly for a 60 month. <laughs> oh, oh no. Damien looked at you crossly. Yes. Not only is that hurtful, but it means he is 87 years old. <laughs> Can I say something insensitive? Maybe yes. I'll do it, but I'll do it between the break. I'm not going to do it on the actual radio. <laughs> Remind me to be insensitive at the break, guys. Deal. Um, can I jump in and do one, Kristen? Or yeah, am I messing yeah. up your segment? No, go I ahead. Would, okay. I would never own an NFT. <laughs> oh, that's good. Same. I mean, it's, it is the dumbest thing in the world. I, that's a good one. I might like my tokens fungible. Um, I don't, I think it, it, it literally to me is the dumbest thing in the world. And I also think the idea of like buying virtual property and the metaverse, I think all of it is, is, is really sort of the end of human existence. That's a good one. So I'm good at the game. Yeah. You win. I would never, I'm going to keep going. I would never spend copious amounts of money on hair replacement. Did you see there's a story out fairly recently where they think they might have isolated the chemical yeah. that causes it? Now, if a pill came out, Pete, and it was affordable, would you take okay. it you know, just, just for like six months to see what happened? No. And let me tell you why. Uh, I, I, this is so low maintenance, this look. I, and it's like, why do I need good hair? I mean, I'm not trying to be attractive. I, if I'm too attractive, it's distracting to the people I talk to. Mm. Uh, I would also note that at one point in time, a company offered me free hair restorations, $30,000 worth of hair restoration services if I would be their spokesperson. And I said no. 
for two reasons. One, I don't want my bald head on a billboard. Number two, <laughs> I don't like to swim. And I feel like if you get hair restoration services, the after shot is always you busting out of a pool and then wiping your hair to the side. And I don't want to do that. And the other reason is, is because then I'm asking people to spend $30,000 on hair plugs. And so I don't want to do it. All good I, reasons. I still really like the idea of driving around 465 with just a giant billboard of Pete on it. Peter on a billboard will get your attention. Yes. Kristen, who, with a full head of hair, Mm -hmm. who would look uh, odder to you, me or Dame? Because for for the radio listeners, uh, Dame and I are follically challenged. Both, (laughs) his is totally chrome domed out. I mean, he shaves it with a razor. Mine's buzzed down. You can, it's the same vibe. But Kristen, who looks weirder with hair? Um, Probably, I would say probably you, Pete, because you don't, keep like facial hair so i feel yeah. like it would be maybe be more jarring yeah yeah that's fair uh kristen what else would you not do as a financial professional i would not work for a company with a vesting schedule ever again oh in terms of the retirement plan correct yeah interesting yeah interesting I- okay let's talk about this this is a whole segment Whole segment, Damien. Damien, uh, tell the people lost, what a vesting schedule mine. is. <laughs> uh, vesting schedule. So, if you, you're employed, uh, if your employer has a, a retirement plan that you can contribute to, and they also match your contributions, sometimes they will say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, if you don't work here long enough, you don't get to keep those contributions, or you only get to keep some of those contributions." There's a couple different ways to go about it, but it's very possible that uh, that balance that you see in your 401k doesn't all transfer to your next job or your IRA based on a vesting schedule and ownership schedule of the employer contributions. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm Chris, I'm with you here. I think, uh, I, I don't want to be judgmental and we are talking about what we would do ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this, this whole, what's this thing called a TikTok thing? Like, is there's a, it's a, it's I not guess. a meme. What is it? It's a, I'm going to, I'm turning it's a trend. Into okay. Yeah. So, the thing about this trend is it can trend very judgmental very quickly. Of course. Uh, which is what people love. However, exactly. I, right. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. look, I, I th- as an employer who gets to actually make these decisions, I would never, ever have a vesting schedule on a retirement plan ever. I don't think it, I don't think it's in the spirit of, of cooperative success. How about that? I agree with that. Obviously it's on my list. So, um, what else? We don't have very much time left. We don't. So So we'll come back after the break and hit the rest (laughs) of the list. And plus, that means I don't have to do my dumb segment this week. That's true. That's true. Yeah, my segment was too hard. So we're not going to do that. All right. Coming up after the break, more of what Kristen would not do as a financial advisor. Dane will give some of his. I'll talk more trash about NFTs. It'll be great. It'll be a good time. I'm about to tell a bad story during the break. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Pete the Planner Show. What were we talking about? When I was going to say something, oh, mm, I don't know if I want to do it now that I now that I'm, I'm really thinking through it a second. I'll try. Can I do it? Okay, I'm going to do it. It's sort of a hot take. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think it's weird when people say things like, "My grandma would have been 168 years old today." Like they they'll they'll say like, "I mean, it's tough when a loved one passes away or a celebrity." 
or you know, you know Abraham Lincoln would have been like 312 today. Like, but I think it's weird when you take their age that goes beyond an actual life cycle and you begin and you go like Moses would have been uh, 7,000 years old today. Like it's just weird to me. And I saw it recently and it, you know, who am I to tell people not to do it? But am I, am I wrong? Is that a bit strange? I've never thought about it, but yeah, I guess so. I mean, grandma would have been 86 today. Okay. I'm sorry for your loss. Grandma would have been 141 today. No, she wouldn't have. She would have been dead long before that. There's zero chance. True. I really want to know the story of what set yeah. you off on this. No, I will tell you one of slightly more serious. This one bothered me. I, I, I'm I'm gripey Pete uh, coming off a of vacation. This one's serious, but it it, it is it's bothers. It just bothersome culturally to me. So yesterday, today's Thursday the fourth. Yesterday. Um, a U.S. congresswoman from Indiana died in a car accident, tragically. Just awful, mm-hmm. awful, awful, awful story. As, as three other people died as well. And what bothers me is when people, when someone dies in, 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 that's in the spotlight, and people will tweet things like, you know, I disagreed with her views, but it's, I'm saddened by her loss. Like, that drives me bonkers. Like, Nuts. Why do people like never was a fan of his, but and it's like, <laughs> well, you have nothing to do with this. Either uh, extend condolences or don't. And I think it's weird. Like, what does a person want the reader of that tweet to come away with when they say, we didn't disagree, we didn't agree on much. And I'm going to go a little bit further here on this. I felt this way yesterday because it was happening all over the place. Then I read President Biden's statement about her death and it it said the same thing we disagreed about a lot it's like no one cares about your disagreements this person is dead and so there's my gripey frustrating uh share because... and now too is shared with me uh that i i don't like that either now that you you bring it up yeah i don't either because it makes it about you and it's not about you it's about four people that were lost in a car accident yesterday. That's a terrible story. You it's know, a I horrible think, story. I think that I think social media has really stoked that thing, where if I say I'm sad a politician died in a car accident, people that I'm afraid people will think by me expressing condolences that I agree with this person's take on January 6th or abortion or whatever else. I mean, is that where we're at is like, I can't be sad for someone's death without people like, well, you clearly are part of the problem. Like we can't be there. Yes, we are. (laughs) We are there. I wish we weren't. Do you think the, uh, the, the, the method of demise or the, the, the way they, they, uh, were pushed into post-retirement, uh, has an impact on whether or not people make comments like that? That's a good because question. A, a, a car, a car wreck is fairly ordinary. Uh, it, it's not an uncommon way to pass, but if, if, um, they would have been, if, if this person or some individual would have been killed in some extraordinary way, uh, extraordinarily violent way, I should say. It, does that change how people view that? It's weird. Weird topic for a financial show. I'm glad I brought yeah, that up. It's in the, it's in the break, Thanks, though, so man. it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. God, I can't wait to read these reviews. Yeah. Lil, Lil Spence 49 joins us. It's been a while. I hope the whole Spence of all size family is doing well. Lil, Lil Spence, Big Spence. Spence 50. Spence 50. Okay. Let's start this segment in three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, when you last left us, or we last left you, I'm not sure on the relationship there, Kristen was given us the list of the five things as a financial expert she would never do. She began with she would never finance a used car for more than 36 months. Then she said she would never, what was, what was your, the rest of your list? What did you say? Work for a company with a vesting schedule. Work with a ca- uh, company with a retirement plan investing schedule. Dame and I fully agree with that one. And what's next on the list, Kristen? I would never enter or allow a relationship to become serious without having money appropriate conversations, like real ones, knowing what we know about money and conflict. Um, so if you're potentially buying an asset with someone, you're moving in with someone, like we talked about the last show, um, those conversations are non-negotiable in my opinion. I think we should go over a list of topics and you can say yes or no, whether or not they are discussed prior to entering this relationship. All right, hold on. And before that, I think there's a good way we can do this. Kristen and and, and Damien, I want you to be the witness to this. Kristen, I want to, you and I are at a nice restaurant. Okay. And I know that the the premise here is that we're on a date and so let's not make this an (laughs) HR thing. Okay. HR. Stop it. So, I want you to bring up money to have this conversation and see how this goes. In a restaurant? What's the right thing? I didn't want to say we're out on a walk on a country (laughs) road. That's a little, like we're in a public place. Everyone's safe. What what, what should we be? Well, I think it depends on your personality. I have a bad personality. No, (laughs) We're at a bad restaurant too. No, because like for me, I'm kind of a, forward and blunt individual sometimes i would literally be like we're let's have this conversation at 5 p.m on a thursday i've sent you a google calendar invite and these are the (laughs) things that i would like to discuss (laughs) romance okay it's 5 p.m it's thursday bring it up i'm here kristen i got here um i brought cookies what are we talking about well, like we let's if we assume that we're moving in together, then you would say something. No, I would say something. What? Involved. <laughs> <laughs> involved. I would. I don't know. You would. I would ask. I suppose. What do you want to um, know about me? How much? If let's say you're moving in with me, we know how much my mortgage payment is. Mm-hmm. I would want to know what percent of half of the mortgage payment would be half your income. I would want to know. Okay. Okay. We were, I didn't know if we'd get down to brass tax, but we are at brass tax. You want to know if we're splitting the major housing expense, mm-hmm. what percentage of my portion of it is related to the percentage of my income? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never considered that being a question. Dame, have you ever considered that being the operative question? It's a heck of a question. Uh, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. I don't know if I would have led with that but you know this is Kristen, so uh, this is me i sent you a google calendar invite but yes. i also think i also think that in advance of that you can have more broad conversations like do you have student loans if you're carrying around six figures in student loan debt that you've not yet made a priority for me i don't know that that's going to work for me maybe to someone else that's not 
a like I don't want to say like uh, pain point or like it would be a non-negotiable, but I think that the things that are important to you, if you've been really diligent about taking out student loans or repaying that obligation might not be in your best interest to be in a relationship with someone who hasn't done that or isn't going to do that. I mean, I'm not saying people's opinions on these topics can't change, but I think that's why it's important to have those conversations. I feel like a lot of this could be solved for Kristen by her just requesting a budget and a net worth statement. And she could make her own determination at that point. You know, she sits down, you you enjoy your your uh, blooming onion uh, while she goes over the numbers and then says, here are the things we need to discuss. I feel like she would order a credit report. Oh, credit check. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like you should have, you should. Okay. Because what I, if, I have, yeah. What if the person you're talking to isn't sure? If they don't check their credit report regularly, regularly they might be being deceitful even if they don't know. I, I have to admit, like, so say again, August 4th, August 7th was the 26th anniversary, will be the 26th anniversary of my last first date. Okay. So I've not been on a first date or, or started a new relationship in 26 years, which my wife is either happy to hear that or sadly disappointed. <laughs> um, Kristen, I feel yeah. you on this. I like, I, I'm, I'm with you, but like, let's say Damien and I are on a first date. Damien, you and I are on a date, okay? And how many dates, Kristen, and I'll role play it here. I just need your instruction. You're my Cyrano Divergiac. How many dates in can I ask Damien what he makes for a living? How much adherence? I don't know that it's about the number of dates, but the level of seriousness of a relationship. Because like people date casually. So like if- We're on second base. We're on second base, Damien and I. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. Like, okay, let's say it's being serious. How do you do? Do I just like, hey, I really enjoyed that movie. What's your W two? Like, what? Like, I'm joking, but I'm not. Like, how do you say how much money do you make without the person going, pump the brakes, Jimmy? You don't think that it comes up casually anyway? I don't know. When- I haven't been on a date in 26 years. I think it does. I think especially when people know what we do for like for a living, I think that people love to give details about their financial life. Like, oh, hey, Kristen, I heard you're a student loan expert. By the way, I owe the Department of Education 150 grand. Like, I think people just offer up that information. I will tell you, I'm not dating any of of my friends, but I don't know what a single one of them makes. You know, I will say this, Dame, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not citing or not citing with either of you, but Kristen's point about when people find out what we do, I got it like a, I'm walking around with this invisible priest collar. People <laughs> constantly are confessing their financial sins to me. Yes. I know what most of my friends make, and I've not asked a single one of them. Um, and I wish I, I, I appreciate that they trust me or whatever. I, and I, I wish I didn't, because then it feels like. We always end up talking about money. You know I what I mean? Agree with that. I'm not griping. I, I get it. I, I totally get. It. I mean, if if I was friends with a, a Colts player, I'd be like, "How about that game against the Bengals?" I mean, all the time, right? Yeah. So, That's am fair. I doing something? Am I doing something wrong if people are talking to you about all this stuff? <laughs> I don't. That's don't actually you? the better question. So, Kristen, people confess their sins to you. Oh yeah. And they do to me, Dane. Yes. No. Very Dane's unapproachable. Very well. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all know that. <laughs> They don't want to get Krav Maga right in the neck. Well, I mean, <laughs> Dame, I make 37. Ah! And then he's like, I watched a video on that violence. Now you've got dental bills. Oh, shoot. 
Kristen, what's next on the list? As an adult, this one's a little controversial too. As an adult, I would never, I would never own, (laughs) I'm sorry. I would never own whole life insurance on my own life. Okay. As an adult, Kristen says she would never own permanent life insurance, whole life on Mm -hmm. herself. Okay. Can I, can I ask some questions around that? Um, (laughs) If, if you were, oh, say you were me. Okay. Um, Mary got two kids. Um, does this, was the same stance? Are you saying as a, as a person, not in a marriage, that's how you view it? I think 98% of the time I would apply that advice broadly. I'm a very like buy term and invest the rest kind of gal, but I I'm sure that there are um, anomalies to that statement, but as a general rule, that's where I would land. Dame. I don't know. I'm probably not nearly as rigid on that as Kristen is. I, I think there are times and places for just about any financial product out there. And if a whole life insurance policy seems to fit the bill, then yeah, it, it's going to be a pretty small subset of the population that I, I think that makes sense for, but I I wouldn't be scared of it. Yeah. I do, they don't bother me. I mean, I, I totally get your point, Kristen, right? I get, I get like where they can go wrong, but I feel like those stories are so horrifically scary that sometimes the prudent times to buy permanent life insurance are, are, are ignored. And it's with that coming up after the break. What are the things that Damien wouldn't do with his financial life? All that's next. I'm Pete, the planner. We're just, this is the whole show. I don't have any of them. I don't have any of them written down, Pete. I have no idea what I'm going to say. That was her question. Not mine. You don't have to write things down. You've got a brain. You just use your brain. You don't need to write it down. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Come on. I don't know. I'll figure something out, I guess. But no, I don't. You'll figure something out. You come on. You, Dame, you love you love thinking on the fly. We've talked about. Yeah, this. he loves that. Dame, when would you buy whole life insurance? Come on. Good question. Uh, if I was already maxing out all of the other tax advantage ways to uh, invest my money through employers or personal IRAs, whatever, uh, if I had a healthy amount of non qualified assets already established. Mm-hmm. And then I also wanted some sort of coverage, or I also wanted to get a whole policy with long-term care benefits on it. Uh, Bingo. Okay. I like both of those. I would also say, let's say you've got um, family history and you feel like you will not be able to get coverage later. Uh, I would absolutely oh. do it. Um, and I also think for much older people, which, I mean, how much older than me can you get? But much older people, sometimes they just need a smaller amount of permanent life insurance as a burial policy. So it's not, survivor needs and burial policies are very different to me. If someone has $50,000 of permanent life insurance, who gives a rip? That's fine. If you have 300,000 of permanent life insurance and it and it fits into your financial plan, then I'm really, I don't, yeah, I guess I don't, I, I totally get the criticism. I just don't. It doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I feel the same way about annuities. People love to yeah. get upset about annuities. And it's like, okay, get upset. But they, they have a place for some people, you know? I was up on my soapbox because I sent this TikTok to Damien yesterday. That was going to be one of my things that I'd never do. Oh. TikTok? Uh, this no. specific thing, the, the idea that is being espoused. Okay, well, don't, this, don't, don't steal. This is Damien's no. only thing he can talk about for the it's next the only nine thing. minutes. Only one. What All about right. the recession? 
nobody, nobody wants to talk I mean, about yeah, it's the tease for the show that I put I into the chat. receipts. We'll do it next week. There'll still, there'll still be a recession next week. Don't worry. There will. Will, will there be? Stop it. Are we in a recession? Oh, stop. Both of you. Okay, Dane, we're coming back. You and I are going to go tit for tat. I'll be the tat um, with um, those things. Okay. You know, at in, in our all-company meetings, sometimes we all go around and say little things like, what book are you reading right now? Or what bite of food was delicious this week? And just little, little games. The other day, I was, I was like, I wonder if we could be like – Show us your tattoos. And I was like, wait, that that's a horrible idea. Right? If we're like, anybody got any ink? <laughs> Take some tasteful photos of your tattoos and bring them to the next stand-up. I always feel like I get so uncomfortable talking about tattoos because it's so foreign to something I would do that I feel like an absolute fraud. Yeah. Let me see. Cool. I like your ink. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like, how do you hold a cigarette? I don't know. I, I, it's not my thing. How much would somebody have to pay you to get a tattoo of your choice? More than 30 grand, apparently. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I would do it. And it would actually give me, excuse, I would do it. Um, not much. Uh, you know, a couple hundred grand. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I, I mean, if, Five, a couple, a thousand bucks, maybe five hundred bucks. There's what a GoFundMe just... opportunity here. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what no, if no, they no, just no. paid for a really nice tattoo? Because a really nice tattoo can be that expensive. Ace of Spades that covers your back. Yeah, <laughs> it would need to. Be, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I for me, here's the tattoo thing. We've talked about this on the show, like, and maybe not with Kristen on, but. In any given moment of what I'm thinking about, never do I want that thought memorialized on my body forever. You know, like what element of what is going on makes sense forever? I can't get there. I mean, you could have like some of your kids' best quotes tattooed somewhere on your body so you could always show them in the future. It's like when I was eight years old, Voltron and Thundercats <laughs> were the greatest cartoons in the world. I love them. I, I would dream about them. I would play with the action figures. And if with the sensibility of someone getting a tattoo, I would have Lino tattooed uh, in the small of my back. And I, I just can't get down with that. Really? For the best, yeah. But Kristen, you know what I mean? It's like whatever seems like a good idea that's like, I want to express this, then it is always expressed. Or is that the point? I take yes, but I think that for me personally, I don't know that I would get a tattoo that had so much meaning for that very reason. Okay, I'm more into like the artwork creative aspect because I don't know that those things as much change. Dolphins and butterflies. Definitely not. <laughs> well, I always think about it. And, and I was in a fraternity in college, which I don't really care about now nor then, but I was. And the guys would get like the fraternity seal or the letters on their ankle. And I'm like, really, Kevin? Like, that's what we're going to do Kevin. here? Like, and then you get, uh, I don't know. And I, it's just like, I, 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 it sounds very judgmental, right? Because, but this is the judgmental episode where we're saying things we wouldn't do. Um, 
and I will come back. Are we on the radio right now? No. Okay. Let's let's do a segment, and we will get there. In yeah, three, I have to go. Oh yeah. Okay. Three, two. Wait, you're too busy for us. I am. It's three, true. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. It's the I would never do that edition of the Pete the Planner show. Uh, so I'm up right now. I would never, as a financial expert, get a tattoo. That's it. Lame. It's not. How's it not? It's not lame. It's like I don't. I I would never buy an anaconda. Like I don't know. There's certain things I wouldn't do because they are imprudent, both financially and from a lifestyle perspective. And the permanency of the ink and the anaconda, independently, uh, would be a problem. You could get. You can send a message. You know, like uh, budget for life, or you know, a, a heart. Instead of having mom inside, you have budget. You know, or you know, there's something there. You know, I have heard people say things like, "I would never spend money on alcohol." Like I've got some teetotaler friends that are mm-hmm. like, "I would never waste money on wine or beer or booze or whatever." That's not that different than the ta- the tattoo take. I mean, no. the, my tattoo spending money on tattoos. Uh, like I, I know a lot of people who spend a lot of money on tattoos. I can't even say the word tattoo right. It sounds so weird. I can't. I, 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 I mispronounce it tattoo. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's my take, Dame. What is a thing as a financial expert you would never do? This is a trend uh, that Kristen reminded me of, but I've seen actually a couple times this week on social media. And there uh, are individuals out there who will come on and say something akin to, you've been lied to this whole time. Life insurance isn't about death. It's about life. And you should be using life insurance for your life. And basically they're espousing that you you uh you know you buy a whole life policy put money into it then take money out use it for what you want and then pay it back with interest and just keep being your own bank i think is is the, the oh, phrase yeah. they use what's for this yeah it's what's that it's bank of me or something like that something. Or... and uh, they are using a product in uh, not in its primary form yeah it's 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 life insurance yes but it is to cover your life and fund somebody else's life after you die is, is what that is so i i would never encourage somebody to use misuse a life insurance policy fair enough all right so we're continuing this game as a financial expert i would never own cryptocurrency in a retirement account hmm I don't have any qualms about that. About owning crypto in a retirement account or that not doing that? I would agree with Pete. Oh, hey, well, that's nice to feel. No. Uh, now, I will also say I, I have owned crypto as a radio gag a few years ago. Um, and I, I, I don't care if other people do it. I just think it's, of course, as you know, if you listen to the show, I think if you put a lot of money in there and you don't have other stable assets, you're in, you're, you've got some risk issues. But I think there's something about casting your future with crypto within your retirement plan that just bothers me. I also have to note, if I want to go back to the, an employer's role in this, I would, I would really question an employer that in, allows people to invest in crypto within their 401k. I think that is a, a bad steward of people's fiduciary duties dame uh you reacted uh, i think 
I think I have less problem with this than you do. Uh, yeah. In with some caveats, I, I think if an employer is going to offer it inside of their plan, I think they need to find a way to put curbs on it that it cannot be, uh, it cannot exceed a certain percentage of the uh, the contribution amount that is put in on a regular basis. So if if you want to own uh, crypto your contributions cannot go towards more than 10% of your overall contribution for that, that pay period and try and keep hopefully your exposure to that one asset class uh, a, a little bit more tempered. I don't know if that's, I, th I think that's actually possible, but I, I can't remember for sure. I'm sure uh, Mrs. Advice is probably going to send me a, a, a text message here any minute and tell me yes or no, that's possible. Um, from a personal standpoint, this is where I think it gets stickier because individuals aren't the best investors. We see this in, in different studies all the time and people chase trends and fads and they would most likely just pile into whatever they think is hot, especially if they think they have a clue of what's going on with crypto and they could possibly end up really, really behind on where their retirement contribution sh should be. But I don't necessarily want to deny them that opportunity to screw up their own life if that's what they want to do. So uh, I don't know. I, I I think I'm a little bit more uh, open Pro to the idea. That you're more progressive. Yeah. That fun to say. <laughs> take, take that. Uh, I know this will probably come up in the current events segment of the show, uh, but I would never take financial advice from Reddit. Ooh. Never take financial advice from Reddit. Uh, currently, uh, I, I mean, like the the what's it? The Wall Street trend. What's the account? Thunder nuts. Uh, Wall Street guy? bets. Wall Street bets. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. They they've now picked this tech company that's up like thirty one thousand percent or something crazy in the last couple of weeks. Um, it just seems wrong. I don't know. I think it's really interesting, and I can say this because of what I do and my background uh, that I love reading through advice on, on Reddit because do you? I love I it be, because I, sometimes it's just hilarious to see what people are saying. I was sad at the same time because you know, somebody's taking what they're saying uh, as, as gospel. But um, a lot of times it gets me thinking about uh, perspectives that I might not have considered. And then I have to figure out why they're wrong or, or why they, they might actually have, um, some some credence to them so i enjoy doing it i wouldn't say it's probably the best idea for a lot of people though Kristen, would you as a financial expert ever go to an atm in a casino in vegas yes <laughs> or are you gonna do that this weekend <laughs> uh, probably yes <laughs> Yeah. All right. So here's a question for both of you. And by the way, if you're just tuned into the show this week, it is the strangest potpourri of topics of all time. These are the things we would never do. But Damien, you said something you like reading Reddit all the time. And this sounds like a loaded question. So please assure, uh, be assured it is not a loaded question. Do you do that on your personal time or do you do that at work? Because I hate reading financial stuff when I'm not at work. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm bothered if you're on Reddit. I mean, it's your job to know all these things. But um, do you read that in your personal time? Yeah, actually it is. Because uh, it, it has um, a feed that comes up with just different topics that you've said you're interested in. And it, maybe there's um, 
something on a, a vintage watch and then there's something on finance uh, and things like that so if if the the first couple lines are intriguing i might click into it and see what's going on Kristen, are you uh you consume personal finance materials outside of work too Yes, because I'm a sucker and the algorithm knows that I can't stand like the video that I sent to Damien yesterday. I it was like, I don't know, like 630 p.m. And I was like, check this out. This sucks. And I like sent it to Damien. It did. language. I'm going to have to put a warning on the show now. (laughs) It was not good. And so I the algorithm knows what you want to see. And because I watched it and shared it, now I'm going to see more of that type of thing. So unfortunately, I see it a lot. I did, did that once. My daughter and I were looking at Instagram and I, and, 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 you know, that it shows you what to look mm-hmm. for or whatever. And I clicked on something cause she was like, Oh, click that. And now I've got all of these types of things being served to me because of the algo and, and it's, it stinks. And it, it's like when my TiVo used to think that I was like a 12 year old boy because I watched <laughs> Thundercats once, uh, but I was actually 24 and married and anyway algorithms all right dame here's what we're going to do coming up after the break biggest waste of money of the week now one could argue um wait a second cassie just comment uh on the show all right we'll we'll deal with that during the break but (laughs) coming up after the break we're going to do biggest waste of money of the week and current events uh talk of student loan uh, starting back up, uh, there's talk of it being delayed again. Student loan servicers are being told again to not send out bills for September. We'll talk about that and some other things here right after the break. And by the way, the tie-in to the biggest waste of money of the week is actually going to be something we talked about in the previous segment. It was a hidden Easter egg. It is all here for you next. Right here on the Pete the Planner Show, I'm Pete the Planner. When you start the outro 40 seconds from the end of the segment, you I find yourself strong. It's aggressive. <laughs> Damien, uh, lovely bride. Cassie, oh, I said bride. I think when guys call their wives their bride and dated, it's annoying. Mm. It's my bride. Because I, I, I occasionally like, will slip and say that. And it sounds judgmental. It's a judgmental episode of the Pete the Planet Show. <clears throat> so I don't want to call someone else someone's bride. Cassie is your life partner. we read morning brew together at the breakfast table of course he reads it in his personal time what is morning brew cassie what is morning brew what it's a it's a news email newsletter that you get that summarizes top stories uh of of the previous day um so like morning brew and wall street journal and it's the water coolest i don't do that one i like that one it's aggressive Yeah, well, go figure. <laughs> um, how long are you in Vegas? Um, I fly out tonight at 11 and I fly back at 3 on Sunday. 3 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Wait, so, so this like is just a week, week in excursion? Mm-hmm. You're, I, I get the feeling you're fun. Do <laughs> you, like, you like fun? Um, I'm a lot more fun now than I used to be. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Good yeah, for it you. Is fun. It is good for me. That's nice. That's good to hear. I've <laughs> never been fun and I don't plan on it. Don't care to be. Well, you know. You know. That's I'm funny, funny, not fun, right? Funny, not fun. Dame. Maybe, maybe if you had a tattoo and a full head of hair. Man, maybe. 
Uh, oh, Aqua Greg. Uh, craps, blackjack, or slots? None uh, of the above. He's blatant joining, clearly. Yeah. Greg. Roulette, buddy. Roulette. It was, it, it was Pete buys you a sandwich day here at the office, and mm -hmm. I did that because I know how much Aqua Greg likes sandwiches, specifically, and I'll put mustard on a cheesesteak, which is weird, as we've talked about here on the show, and he didn't show up today. He worked from home, so that's on him. Mm. Greg. If you would have been in the office today, both of you, I would, I would have bought you a giant cheesesteak. If only you had our addresses and could have sent one to us. I had a huge one. It was like the size of like a toddler's leg. It was huge. Sounds Yeah, creepy. Damien, food delivery is really big here in my community. So. Yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do some things because uh, Kristen's got to go. she got to right. catch a flight. she got go? stuff. Okay, three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner Show is Tiffany and Company and CryptoPunk's NFTF jewelry. After creating a pendant inspired by VP Alexandre Arnaud's CryptoPunk number 3167 NFT timeout. Is this English? Like, what am I reading? I feel like I'm reading Elon Musk's kid's name. I don't know... <laughs> What's happening? Tiffany and Company is expanding further into the blockchain universe with its NFTF, NF, NFTF, right? As in Tiffany oh. jewelry. Mm. The collection will reproduce the crypto punk of 250 owners into a custom pendant using gemstones, enamel, and 18,000 uh, or 18,000 18k rose gold sorry got distracted considering there are 10,000 unique crypto punks each piece will be rare and one of a kind holders can place their orders starting August 5th that's tomorrow with delivery expected in February of 23 what do you guys think it costs to get an NFT made into a piece of jewelry from Tiffany's what do you think it costs to get an NFT which is non-fungible made into something fungible uh, are we looking at the price of the piece itself or just how much it costs to commission them to do it it's the same thing isn't it no I, if i pay you to do something there may be other expenses that i don't know maybe, maybe it is i don't know how much do you have to pay tiffany's to send you this 15 grand Kristen. about half that $51,000 oh my! to get a pendant made of a non-existent thing. Do you know how small that thing is? Um, it, it looks tiny. That, yeah, I, the whole thing's dumb. Can I ask a point of clarification? Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I won't be able to answer it, but go ahead. I thought the whole point of NFTs were that they like didn't exist. But, so, But how do you flex with something like that you, you, you've got to have something wallet, on your key ring no your digital wallet take out your phone and show your friends yeah i just damn you jewelry guy like what, what's the most jewelry you'll personally wear as a 44 year old man watch and a, and, and a ooh, wedding ring wow we almost forgot that <laughs> yeah watch a wedding ring I mean, I, this has literally been off my finger maybe twice since I got married. So, I mean, it's just kind of part of me at this point. Both times you were uh, in a seedy part of town. No, I uh, wear a, a ring, a watch occasionally, and I got this bracelet in Australia that about once every other year, it's this silver bracelet, I'll put it on. But that's the extent of my male jewelry. 
Where do you wear that bracelet? To work. And then I realize that it hurts when I type. And so I don't wear it for another couple of years until I see it and think, I wonder how tight this will fit my growing fat wrist now. Really thought you were just going to say on my wrist. Where else would I wear it? But, okay. What's in the news, Dave? A little known Hong Kong based company appears to have become the latest obsession of traders on the popular Reddit forum, Wall Street Bets, helping its stock shoot up 21,000% since its IPO less than a month ago. Shares of AMTD Digital have spiked nearly 3,000% over the past week and were up 126% on Tuesday alone. The company debuted on the New York Stock Exchange on July 15th, listing its shares at $7.80. Pretty affordable. Since then, the price has jumped to $1,679. What? Yeah. This is problematic, y'all. Like, this is... And I actually read a statement from that company that, that didn't say stop, you know, but they're just like, hey, we don't have the financials to justify these numbers. It, it puts these companies in a weird spot. Yeah, they brought in $25 million in revenue last year. And this week, the market cap is $310 billion, surpassing Shell, Costco, and putting it closer to the size of Walmart and Exxon. That was my point. Was that what, I don't know, probably more than a year ago already when we were talking about GameStop. It's like the damage that collectively we're doing to these companies is not good. This company was obviously not prepared for this. Yeah, I just keep thinking of like, it goes back to like the Elon Musk Twitter stuff. Not, not well, before him trying to buy Twitter and bailing, but even like his tweets about the market on Twitter how is this not market manipulation? I, that's what I don't understand. It just seems so unfair. I don't know. The, the, the only thing less fair than this is the fact that there's really not great insider trading uh, uh, restrictions against Congress, right? The, the, the occasionally, someone will get busted on it, but there's so much more going on out there. I, now I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I, we've covered this on the show too. That exists. I feel like a bill was passed through the House to limit that coming up soon but i could be totally wrong on that i can't wait to watch it get turned down by the senate so yes uh what else dame less than 100 days after laying off nine percent of employees robin hood announced tuesday that it would slash another 23 percent in a second round of layoffs and a message to employees which we used the word robin hoodies which is basically the whole reason i read this article uh, CEO Vlad Tenev took responsibility for the cuts, blaming his ambitious hiring during the pandemic. Uh, the company's layoffs match a broader vibe shift in employment. The total number of job openings fell to a nine-month low of 10.7 million in June, which suggests the labor market is softening a bit. Sounds like recession. I feel very sorry for all of those people at Robinhood. I hope they land on their feet. And... Uh... Yeah, I feel bad. I, I, I'm not even, per, per our discussion earlier, I'm not going to give my view on uh, Robin Hood in general. I will simply offer my condolences to those who lost their job. I see what you did there. Very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York released yesterday revealed that Americans are shielding themselves from inflation by forming an alliance with an old enemy, credit card debt. The study found that credit card balances grew 13% year over year, the largest jump since 2002. 
According to the Fed uh, researchers, that increase can be partially attributed to consumers struggling with rising prices. Inflation hit 9.1% in June, the fastest pace in four decades, and Americans are collectively responding, not now, maybe next month. Yeah, I mean, sort of saw this coming. I think there's two things. One, prices are going up, so people naturally are having their balances grow. But I don't think consumer habits have shifted to the point of caution Right. I don't, I don't think people have slowed down their spending enough heading into this recession, Kristen. I agree with that statement. I don't, anecdotally, I feel like I haven't seen that. I'm sure that there are people who've done that, but I think big picture, it doesn't feel like we're behaving like we're in a recession. I agree. I so saw, oh, maybe, we're, maybe we're not in a recession. Uh, I will say this that's the topic of next week's show. And here will be one of my main points of evidence. Walmart just laid off people at headquarters, like in leadership. Um, if, if you're one of the largest companies in the world uh, and consumer goods are how you make your money and you think people are going to buy less consumer goods and you cut management, that's a recession. Yeah, they're already struggling, uh, trying to get rid of a whole bunch of uh, uh, inventory that they've uh, got bought up. So yeah, that, that's coming for sure. Anything else in the news this week, Dan? Real quick, it's time to retire the hot coffee versus iced coffee debate. It's over. On Tuesday, Starbucks said that cold drinks accounted for 75% of its beverage sales last quarter, thanks to Gen Z's preference for customizing them and posting their concoctions on social media. Yeah. I had kind of old Manny. Last two Starbucks uh, I had, I had cold drinks. Cold coffee is so much better than hot coffee. uh, Before we end the show, I was on vacation in Charleston. We were all dying of heat. My tongue was melting just standing on the street. I'm with my father-in-law, and he said, I'm going to need to go get some coffee. And he orders his coffee extra hot at Starbucks. So it was like 107 heat index, and he's standing on the streets of Charleston drinking extra hot Starbucks coffee, and I could not believe what I was witnessing. No. Anyway, that's all we have show uh, for this show this week. Hopefully, Kristen is back next week. She's not stranded in Vegas because she gambled her whole life savings away. If not, we'll see. Send you good vibes. Good vibes are all that's in the bubble. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show. Weird show. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take all of it. It was a weird show. It's on me. I thought it was all right. I didn't say it was bad. Just weird. Oh. I had all sorts of strange hot takes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's Thursday. I'm confused. <laughs> All right, Kristen, now you've got a date, so we're going to let you go. Well, I mean, a, yeah. a date on your calendar. Mm-hmm. I, I, we got to dig in more to how Kristen asks a love interest about their financial life. I think that's gold. We send Forrest with a camera on a, on a date with her and just record it. Yeah. Okay. One time I did. I will give you one example. One example. Whoa, where was this on the air? I just didn't feel like putting it out on syndicated radio where someone that I might know might hear it. Uh, But but podcasts that are infinitely distributable. (laughs) This is going to live on the internet forever. So here we go. go. One time I did say, quote, I know that this is none of my business. So if you also think that this is none of my business, you can tell me to can it. But being that this is what I do for a living, I have to know 
And then I asked a question about personal finance. And did they answer it? Mm-hmm. Were you pleased with their answer? Yes. Okay. So do you, if, if someone gave you, I know you got to go, but uh, Jeremiah is upset that you've got to go. But <laughs> if, if someone gives you an answer you don't like, then what do you do with it? Are you like, okay, well, I'll fix you. Or are you like, uh, you know, I can't deal with that. You're done. Um, please, you know, pick up your shoes from the hallway. Like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> no, I think that, I think that then you naturally have a conversation about like, depending on what the topic is, just like if it's a lot of student loan debt, it's like, well, like, does, does that bother you? Like, is, is that something that concerns you? How did we get here? Um, and I think it depends on the person that you're talking to, like how comfortable you might be having those conversations, but I think it just opens up a bigger conversation about money and money habits. Yeah. But I'm also blunt and kind of abrasive. Have a good time in Vegas. You blunt (laughs) abrasive friend of ours. Um, Vegas. I'll send a video of my sister doing that when we get off the plane. Oh, you're going with your sister? Yeah. Nice. Well, have fun. Um, I'm going to go now. Dame, best of luck with your life, just in general. Stay getting money. Stay getting money. Stay. Getting money.